thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Download the app today. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you, and as always, I am here with Australia's premier wellness expert, and he is is as excited as I am for this episode. He is my brother from another mother, Dr. Damien Christoph. How are you, legend? Oh, I'm great, thank you, Pierce. Konnichiwa. I hope you are all good. Geeky Deska. I hope that life Ooh. is great for you, Pierce. Um, and I'm excited about today. I got to tell you. It was my favourite subject at school next to English. I uh, was learning Japanese, so I am um, I'm excited. Shooting over to Okinawa to uh, experience a bit of longevity. PC, lead us away. Well, it's funny. Uh, well, it's 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 great that we're about to go over to Okinawa because we often talk about Ikaria and Sardinia on 100 Not Out because we take small groups to Ikaria and, and Sardinia every year. But this time to go to Okinawa, it's not just to have a chat about all things longevity, it's actually to speak with someone who is 30 years of age, who has been in Okinawa for eight years. And I'd like to think Damo has, uh, I'm going to say, the common sense and maybe even more common sense around longevity based on what I've consumed of Crystal Burnett online uh, around this conversation that is becoming more and more mature by the day. Crystal Burnett has a master's degree in agriculture from the University of Ryukyu in Japan. She works alongside the Okinawan Research Center for Longevity Science, and she's a health and plant uh, specialist living in Okinawa. Uh, she's doing this all at the ripe, I'm going to say, young age of 30. And boy, oh boy, Damo, does she have some fire longevity or some longevity fire in her belly. Crystal, thank you for joining us all the way from Okinawa, Japan, and welcome to the podcast. Yes, thank you for inviting me. I'm glad you reached out. I'm glad I can give some advice and help some people because they're got they're, I've got some secrets on this island. Mm, oh, secrets! We like secrets. Um, mm. I'm not good at keeping secrets, so if you're okay, if you share yeah, those, and it. then I tell everybody, yeah, because yeah, I love that. <laughs> don't don't trust me with a secret. Um, I'm fascinated, Crystal. I know heaps of thirty year olds. Um, I know heaps of thirty year olds, and none of them are really looking after themselves. So um, I'm, I'm really interested in, um, in learning more about how you got into all this here. But first of all, being an American, living and working in Okinawa, can you share with our listeners how that actually came to be? How did, how did you do that? Well, um, it's all connected. Um, I, I hope I'm, I can say you guys found me from a video that went viral a little bit on Instagram. And uh, I wish I could tell this life story to everyone, but uh, I only had 60 seconds in that reel. So people are getting the wrong idea of how I came to be here in Okinawa. Um, first, I, I did just fall in love with Japan. I thought it was in a great looking country. I was unhappy in Florida. Um, I was tired of just American culture. Um, now I don't, I love America. Um, I just felt in my heart that I would uh, I'd try out this thing in Japan. Japan looked to be fun. So then I moved to Tokyo. Um, I was a fourth year in university, University of Florida. So this is how I anchored myself into Japan is I was first a student. I had already studied Japanese a lot. 
I studied a lot, a lot. And even then it still wasn't enough. Um, but I went to the university, um, Aoyama Gakuin University is what it's called. It's right smack dab in uh, Shibuya, a multisando area. So it's Scramble. Everyone knows the famous Scramble intersection where there's always a million people crossing at every moment. Um, you get tired of that when you go to that every day. <laughs> but um, I studied in the uh, Aoyama Gakuin University. And I noticed, this is, this is uh, a little strange, but I noticed people were uh, skinny in a sense. Um, growing up in Florida, uh, going to Walmart <laughs> all the time and uh, just going to a lot of places in America, uh, you'll notice that a lot of people are large. Uh, Americans' obesity rate or uh, rate of, of people being overweight is very high. It's a more than 50% now and childhood, childhood obesity is increasing as well. But when you grow up in that environment, to you, that's normal. That's just that is what it is. Uh, and uh, my parents even told me told me one time, uh, Crystal, when you become an adult, you're going to be fat. Just put it plain, plain, bluntly. They just told me I was going to be fat. And I just accepted it. I wasn't, I wasn't, because they were overweight. <laughs> and everyone else is pretty much overweight. And I wasn't upset. I wasn't happy. I just said, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's the way things are. Yeah. And that was just my, my mindset. Cause I didn't get, I didn't get food education. America doesn't, isn't very good at teaching you about how to eat healthy. Um, it just has some food pyramid that they throw at kids and kids are like, whatever, I'm going to eat pizza rolls. Uh, they don't teach you about exercise. You know, they don't teach you about this stuff. So I just absorbed what was around me. And then living in Tokyo, um, I'm noticing my friend's parents are just regular BMI. They're just fine. They And, and something switched in my head because I'm still 21 when I'm over there. And it, and it was, hey, wait a second. When I become an adult, I don't have to be fat. Um, and many people, I'm sure I'd be like, oh, you've, gosh, you're so stupid. Of course not. But to me, I was a kid. I didn't know that. I didn't get the education. And I was just you know, getting the puzzle pieces of what was around me. So in Tokyo, I, that's when I realized I really want to learn about health. I really want to take this to the next level. Um, one of my favorite shows is My 600 Pound Life. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. Um, it's in America. They follow around people that are around 600 pounds. And that's and that's that's a heavy, a heavy, heavy weight. And I remember just watching that show all the time. It was very fascinating to me. And so I'm in Tokyo. I see this this this, you know, Japan has one of the lowest obesity rates among um, developed countries in the world. And then I hear about the Longevity Island. Someone mentions, you know, I've heard of Okinawa, but someone says, hey, it's a Longevity Island. And I go, what? I've, I've been on this planet for 21 years and I've never heard something as amazing as the longevity island like what in the world and so i decided that i want to study more so i i applied to graduate school um i took the test i they were surprised that i was coming because there're not a lot of foreigners especially americans go to this university uh cuz no one really knows about it and i applied and i got in and i started studying about okinawan herbs plants uh cultivation uh the nutrition in the plants and all that good stuff. So that's kind of how I made it over all the way to Okinawa. That's unreal. Wow. That's wow. unreal. I'm stuck still where you thought <laughs> that when you became an adult, you're just going to be fat. Like I'm stuck. That's on what that. my parents told me. I was like 13, 14. And when, when your parents tell you something, you just kind of, okay. <laughs> that just blows my mind. It's uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to me that you grew up thinking that, and I would I would say that there's a lot of people like you that would think that's just going to be the case. Well, my parents are fat, so I'll just be fat, but never think anything else of it. Like, like that's just 
the way it's going to be, which in itself, I suppose, you know, if we're talking about a woke um, kind of agenda, you know, it's kind of okay to be overweight. It's, I mean, that's what it is these days. In fact, it's more normal to be overweight than it is to be of normal weight. So um, it's uh, it's a really interesting conundrum. And I, I, I applaud you for realising that you don't have to be um, fat and sick, you know, that, that you don't have to be. You can make a choice. So congratulations on that, Crystal. Um, it's really great. Uh, I'm going to let Marcus continue. Uh, I was just – I wanted to just pass that on because that's what I was feeling like I needed to share with you because I've done a lot of work – over the last 25 years of my life in weight loss. I've had TV shows to help people lose weight. I've done radio. I've written programs. I've run companies to help people lose weight and to manage it. And when you say 300 pounds, I go, oh, that's only 130 kilos. That's not too bad. Um, we um, we were helping people that were 270 kilograms lose weight, you know, which is, I don't know, what's that? Um, oh, did you say 600 pounds? Yeah, 600, like, yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's those people. So we are helping those people. So I was like, wow, that's just unbelievable. Anyway, so there you go. So um, it blows me away. So well done. Good on oh, you, Crystal. Damo is not Thank often you. speechless, Crystal, but you've absolutely knocked him for six there, um, which is an Australian term. I just realized, as I said, I said that. So you just hit a home run. Yeah, you hit a home yeah. run. Yeah. Hit a home run. Yeah. Um, that's that's <laughs> phenomenal. And I just love that personal life story because I, I must say, Crystal, like, um, I don't. I, I would say I don't consume a lot of online content, but when I first saw some of your videos, and I'd love to know how I came across it, but my first instinct was there is so much fire in her belly. And when we started this podcast, I was thirty-two and Damo was thirty-nine, and I was raging mm. vegan, going the vegans are going to live the longest, and Damo was like, no, the people that eat anything will live the longest. But what we recognised really, you know, quickly was it. Uh, diet was one thing, but it was really purpose, a purpose, a good, compelling reason for getting out of bed each day and a physically active life and a socially active life have been in our um, mm-hmm. research and interviews, the three main pillars of longevity. Now, you work with some of the, um, what many people would call the leaders in longevity, a great man, Dr. Makoto Suzuki, who started mm-hmm. the, get this folks, the Living Centenarian Study way back in 1976. And you also work alongside the Wilcox brothers, Craig and Bradley. Those three wrote the book, The Okinawa Way. Um, again, you can't stick your hand in a pot of glue without some of the glue sticking. So what are you learning from these individuals, not just the locals, but some of these research leaders around longevity at the ripe young age of 30? Like, What wisdom can you share with us and our listeners around what you're being exposed to over there in Okinawa? Well, I would just want to start. Um, my story goes a little bit further. Uh, you just mentioned those three people. I just want people listening to know that. Uh, so when I came over here to study, I was expecting, you know, Longevity Island, Blue Zone, you know, it's a whole thing. I was expecting uh, journalists. I was expecting Instagrammers, influencers, YouTubers, podcasters, you know, someone here doing stuff. And when I come here, it's pretty much just them. It's just uh, it's Suzuki Sensei. Uh, Sensei is Professor Combs, Suzuki Sensei, and then Craig and Brad. Uh, but Brad is in Hawaii. Uh, Craig is here. So it's pretty much uh, Suzuki Sensei, me, and Craig. And uh, I did learn a lot from them, but I learned that, uh, you know, even though I am not Okinawan, I'm not Japanese, and I'm 30, I'm going to do this because there's no one else doing this. So if anyone's wondering, you know, I get the comment, why is a white girl trying to promote Okinawan longevity? It's because no one else is. <laughs> I just want to say that in both Japanese and English, no one else is. Um, so just want to point that out and then lead to what they did teach me. 
and what you you mentioned a little bit earlier is uh, that uh, it's not just about food. You can't be too fixated on food, especially uh, Dr. Suzuki. When you, if you have people interview him all the time and he tells all of them, um, they want to ask him, what are you eating? What do you, what do you, how do you exercise? Do you take supplements? And he'll always end with, uh, it's about what's in your mind and uh, social connections. So learning, that's the number one thing that I'm learning from them is, and, and the Okinawans as well. It's that uh, the number one thing is it's, it's in your mind, but you can't, you can't put that in a test tube. You can't. You can't measure, right, what's in people's mind. You can't measure uh, passion. You can't measure ikigai. You can't measure how many friends do you have and you're going to live this long, right? So it's a very uh, underlooked topic. Damo, I just love, I feel like we're talking to a female version of ourselves because we often say you can't stick a needle in someone else's arm and go, oh, you must have a great social life. You can't actually measure this longevity and the markers the way that, that many people do. So it's uh, a yeah. very refreshing, uh, Crystal, to listen to you speak with the the passion and enthusiasm uh, that you. <laughs> yeah, do. it's really great, Crystal. It's really great. Um, what I what I'm really loving is that there isn't a, the next generation coming through and you're investigating it. I think this is you know really great because there's a lot of sick and unwell kids out there, and I'll call you your age kids. You know, now that I'm fifty, I can say that. Um, <laughs> you know, you you guys, if you don't change it up. Like it's going to be really sad. But, you know, there are statistics, you know. So we look at Okinawa, it's considered a blue zone, yet it has the highest prevalence of obesity and high mortality rates amongst 40 to 65-year-olds. Um, in other mm-hmm. words, like the centenarians who are thriving um, are burying their children mm-hmm. and their grandchildren, you know. What, I mean, so we see that. And then in the other hand, we're saying, well, it's all about your social connection and your happiness and ikigai, um, et cetera. Um, but the statistics would say that maybe Okinawa in the future may not be a blue zone because of the statistics. Mm-hmm. Is that what you guys are fearing? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, no, that is what's happening. Um, Okinawa is not uh, Okinawa anymore in a sense. Uh, what I mean by that is that the mainland Japan, not just America, uh, there are the third of the island is American bases. And we do have you know Western food. We got McDonald's. Uh, we have A&W, which is everyone sees as a root beer, but it is actually started as a cheeseburger chain, just like McDonald's, and it's thriving here as well. Uh, you got all the fast food, but it's it got mainland influence as well. So we have work nine to nine, overwork yourself. Uh, and then we have the American influence. We're eating fried food and being convenient and, and doing, you know, we have the two-person household where both people have to work. Otherwise, we don't have enough money to pay for everything. And there's just so many factors and it's affecting the younger generation. And you know, the Okinawan culture is dying, essentially. Uh, the language is dying out uh, for multiple reasons as well. Um, the Okinawan way of living, um, Okinawan cultural aspects, they're all kind of fading away. And, uh, you know, if you think about the younger generation, they got social media now, uh, older adults, you know, older centenarians don't do social media. So you don't have that comparison to compare yourself that makes you uh, kind of sad. And then you also have the younger generation don't want to do what their grandparents did because that's old. That's we don't want to eat what they ate because that's an old person's food. We don't want to do what they do because that's the old person's way. And um, a lot of them look up to like, uh american uh social media or you know 
any other kind of uh, social media. Yeah, just just that's the cool thing about what our grandparents do is not cool. So yeah. we're just seeing all these factors that are there that the longevity, it's not going to be the longevity island if this continues the way it is. It's, it's very unfortunate. This is a conversation that'll probably have to happen somewhere else, but this is a conversation we had in Ikaria, this this Greek island blue zone. Uh, the island where people forget to die, and we'd be speaking to uh, Yanni. Can you not hear me? What's up, Damon? No, you just you went a long way away from the microphone. Oh, sorry. Um, we were speaking to Yanni, who is the son of our host Thea, and um, Yanni somewhere between twenty-five and thirty. But we we were saying Yanni, there's more technology in Ikaria now. We see kids on smartphones where um, we're, we're all curious what's going to happen with the next generation. Now, Yanni's view. And I'd love to know, are there people like this in, in Okinawa? Yanni's view is that they do have a fierce loyalty to their culture and they want to continue on their parents' and their grandparents' culture. Um, now, again, we only speak to a small sample size of the island. It's only 8,500 people in Ikaria, though, so it's, it's, it's a different population. But do you know people you know, similar age to you that are locals that still – feel like you do in that they have a determination to carry on the wisdom of their parents and their grandparents or does it feel so overwhelmingly like anti you know to you that you don't necessarily see a way forward for this culture to be perpetuated I wouldn't say that they're very well, you said the word anti of course that's very strong they're that's not anti Okinawan yeah. culture they're very they're very they love Okinawan culture they are Okinawan a lot of them say I'm not Japanese I'm Okinawan because it was its own uh, kingdom back in the yeah. day it was essentially its own country but what they're not continuing is the longevity aspects because essentially it's very hard this is the most impoverished prefecture in all of Japan and it you can't in these days you can't expect um you know, the man to work, the woman to stay home, it's it's too expensive. And then you got to take care of the kids and then you got to educate them. And you just think about it, there's no time. They don't have the energy. You know, they don't have a lot of them. My friends, they don't have the energy to hang out. You know, there's a culture in Okinawa. There's a culture aspect called a moai. A moai is where once a month everyone gets together. You exchange money. It's it's a, there's all these rules, but it's one of the what the centenarians would do is they have a moai and you you attend that moai. You see your friends and you exchange money and then it keeps you going. You have oh next month is the moai. I got to get ready. I'm gonna you know keep some uh, motivated to the moai and to see people and not be lonely anymore. But when you look at these, the younger generation, they're just, I'm tired. You know, I'm going to cancel plans or, oh yeah, let's hang out, but we never hang out. Or if we do, it's like once every three months, maybe. So it's, it's even if they wanted to do the longevity aspects of the culture, uh, it'd be hard. And that's what I'm trying to do is not just in English, but in Japanese as well. I want to show them, hey, look, I got all these non-Japanese people to do this uh, Okinawan longevity thing. Mm -hmm. So you can do it too, kind of. So it's a matter of just, just modern day life is not mixing with this traditional lifestyle. Wow. It's hard, hey? It's so hard. Now, you did a video eating pig's feet. Yeah. <laughs> That one's getting. That one's like so popular for some reason. I love, I love that video. It's a great. Well, video. I, I, I don't know if you know what pigs stand in, but I figure that they stand in their own poo. So I like for me in pig trotters, I'm like oh, disgusting. Do you? How often are you having pigs' feet, Crystal? Like, is it working for you? 
Is what is what about the fixed feet? Are they how often do you eat them? How are you having? Oh, how often do I eat them? Yeah, they're very expensive. I wish I love them. They're so good. No, I know there's this thing with pigs and the diet, and then we go back to the diet. Should you eat pig or not? Like, yeah, I don't know. The Okinawans are. So I'm 30, right? You know what? How can you talk about longevity? Well, I'm just. I'm essentially just trying to be the voice for these Okinawans that some of them can't even speak fluent. They don't speak fluent Japanese. They speak fluent Okinawan, which a lot of people can't speak. Um, Is that very different to Japanese? Yeah, very, very different. Um, Pig's feet taste good. Uh, I I know that many, even religions, they don't want to eat pig because of, you know, what you just said. They're very dirty animals. Uh, They are clean, though. I'm just going to say they are clean before we eat them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But uh, Okinawans didn't eat them them that often. It was more of, uh, you know, when you could have the money to get a hold of a pig, you would. But even today, um, pig's feet are expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what the Okinawans did. They eat the whole pig, including the feet. (laughs) And this is that conversation of, of what you know, in Australia, we call it nose to tail. In Sardinia, um, Damien and I were chatting to our host, Evo, there, and to your point about poverty earlier, Evo would say, we were so impoverished in, in Sardinian traditional villages that if you killed a lamb or a sheep, like you're not just going to have one part of the animal or two parts of the animal. And I think you may have mentioned the same thing, uh, Crystal, in relation to the pig. It's not just, you know, um, you know, having the ribs type thing, which is very popular in restaurants and so on. So uh, we we observe in Ikaria, Sardinia, and, and, you know, what you're observing in Okinawa is we might say they're plant-based, but they're not plant-exclusive. Animal protein mm-hmm. is a part of all of their diets, but it feels to us, and again, we don't want to sound jaded, but it feels to us that this conversation around longevity and diet is very much around almost a plant-exclusive um, message. What are you sensing over there? Yeah, um, so they. Ha- I just want to add to the phrase. They do have a phrase here as well, and it says, you eat everything of the pig except for the squeal. <laughs> which I feel like might not be a phrase people like vegans don't want to hear that phrase, but well, it's in the Okinawan. Block your ears. <laughs> <laughs> but it, they have that phrase. Um, but yeah, the, the older, what Suzu- Dr. Suzuki and Craig and Brad, they've found is that uh, it's primarily plant-based. Now, did they purposely do that? Uh, no. Cause then we can also put in the factor of the war that happened here. So they didn't have a lot of food. They didn't have a lot of meat. Um, so getting a lot of those plants and the and also their plants are very colorful and they have a lot of nutrition. Uh, there's a variety of plants and vegetables and and uh, low amounts of fruit. Don't want to put out there was some fruit, but low amounts of fruit um, that did take up their plate as well as the purple sweet potato or yellow sweet potatoes. Um, that was their main carb because you can't grow rice in Okinawa back then, and rice was expensive. If you could get it when from a when a boat came, a trading boat, if you could buy rice, it was expensive. Um, now, when I do interview uh, some of the older Okinawans, I ask that meat question because everyone wants to know, oh, what did you eat meat? How much meat did you eat? So I asked some of them and some of them just kind of you get a little um, they do get a little sad because you do have to they have to remember like the wartime and how tough times were as a kid because they didn't have a lot available. And some will say um, that they hunted for they would eat frogs like as children, they would find frogs and rabbits and that because that's what was jumping around in the forest. So when people, some people will state that the Okinawans were pretty much vegan and, oh, vegan is great. But really, when you ask them, you got some really sad stories of them trying to survive. Mm. And part of that was eating meat. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that, wow. Yeah. This this is wetting my appetite, I've got to tell you. 
Um, this is making me want to learn so much more about this crystal and, uh, mm. yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, we're going to, uh, with your permission, Crystal, ask you back for another chat because we do have to wrap in a minute. Um, but we would love yeah. to continue this conversation with you. Uh, if we do, we think our listeners find it absolutely fascinating. Just want to ask you one question because I have to ask mm-hmm. this before we go. Um, tell us a quick story of one of your favourite exchanges with a centenarian on the island of Okinawa. Putting oh, you right on the spot. Just something that bursts in your heart and soul of a moment or a story or an example of where you're like, you know what, you're on the right path, you're doing the right thing or something that totally fascinated you. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, Cause uh, a lot of, a lot of centenarians don't know why they live a long time. Right. Mm-hmm. So like people are like, I want to interview them and you think you're going to get the answers, but they don't even know, no. you know, I asked them like, what do you think is the secret? And they'll always, so here's like a few. I'll ask them, what do you think the secret to longevity is? Cause that's the fun, you know, pop question, question. for them. Yeah. And they always give, yeah, they always give different answers. So one thinks it's natto, the fermented soybeans that is famous in Japan. It's like smells bad. He's like, I eat natto every day. That must be the secret. And I'm like, do you think that's the secret? <laughs> like, and he's 90, he was 93. Uh, so I work with him. He still works. And so when I asked him that question, he says it's food, but I know that he's still working at the age of 93. Mm-hmm. Uh, he still goes out with friends that are also 90, go out drinking. Uh, he invited me this Friday. I will report back to you in the next podcast because I'm going to get some good advice. <laughs> we want video. On that one. We want video. Yeah. I, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll take some yeah. video. Yeah. So uh, it's it's no one really pops out because everyone doesn't know. I, I interviewed a karate, a karate master, karate sensei. I said, what do you think the, the key is? And he says... I think it's um, doing karate every day, but karate is not really linked to longevity. Not the centenarian karate is born in Okinawa. Yes. But the centenarians aren't all doing karate. But if I look at his lifestyle, he has students coming to his dojo every day and foreigners from people from Germany and Europe coming every day. And I watched him teach them after, before the interview and he was smiling, he was you know, having fun and, and just looking at all their lifestyles. They don't know what it is, but they're having fun with they're people and still working and doing something every single day. They're all doing it. They're yeah. all doing it. Yeah. Love it. They're yes. all doing it. You've it's- just dropped truth bombs. If if people haven't been schooled right now, they need to go back to school because you just schooled everybody. So yeah. well done. Come to Okinawa. Come to Okinawa. <laughs> yeah. We're going to come along. We're going to come and check it out. This has been awesome, Crystal. We look forward to another conversation with you. You have uh, so much wisdom. Um, and it inspires us, I think, whenever Damien and I chat to younger people with your level of awareness, it is actually really inspiring. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, the world's, in, the world's in a safe place. We've got people like Crystal in the world. Thank you. We're good. Yeah. We're thank good. You. So, yeah, thank you for doing what you're doing, Crystal. For all of our listeners, uh, we'll put links to Crystal's work in the chat, uh, whether it's YouTube channel, some great videos in there comparing Okinawa to Mediterranean diet. And, yes, you can watch Crystal eat pig's feet and talk about all things. Are the blue zones fake? And all of the great big questions that people ask, you've done a great job in answering them. So all the links in there to high tie longevity and everything that Crystal is doing. But, Crystal, we like to wish every single one of our guests, may the rest of your life, Crystal Burnett, continue to be the best of your life. Thank you. Thank you, Nokinawan. I love that. I love that. Uh, Damo, thank you, as always, as being part of the 100 Not Out team. Couldn't do this without you, great man. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, PC. And, um, yeah, uh, arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> and to all of our <laughs> listeners, <laughs> to all of our listeners, 
you can find out more about Damo, DamienChristoph.com, myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.